Kate turned her head in anticipation toward the drawing-room door that a minute later opened, and a tall man in a tweed riding jacket stepped into the room. At thirty-eight, Rod was splendid-looking, very much like his father, Douglas Cameron. Kate mused, broad-shouldered, long-limbed, athletically built. As he had matured, he had grown even more handsome. His strong, well-molded features gave definition and character to his face. Kate liked the mustache he had worn since the army, too. It gave him a certain dashing air to his almost too serious expression. However, it was not her son's physical appearance that concerned Kate, but his bachelor status. Good afternoon, mother. Did you have a good ride? Never better. My new hunter is coming along well. He'll be more than ready at the opening of the fox hunting season, he replied, running his hand carelessly through his hair. Isn't it a bit cold in here for you, mother? There's quite a chill in the air these days. Walking over to the fireplace, Rod took a log from the basket beside the hearth and tossed it into the fire. Is that better? Rod asked, after he had the fire going. Are you feeling all right? You looked a bit pensive when I came in. Rod gave her a searching look. Don't tell me you're still missing the young ladies, are you? Knowing he was referring to their former boarding pupils in the school she and Garnet and Dove had started to help their depleted financial situation after the war, Kate laughed. Who would have thought I'd miss all those harem-scarem girls with their giggles and shrieks? But I have to admit, I do miss them once in a while. Kate shook her head. After Garnet remarried, Dove and I couldn't possibly have continued doing it. No, that's a closed chapter. I find plenty to keep me busy and happy, doing things I didn't have time for when we were running the academy, such as visiting and seeing old friends. In fact, here she hesitated before continuing casually, I've invited Elise and Fennel Maynard for tea. Perhaps after you've bathed and changed, you'd like to join us. An amused smile tugged at the corner of Rod's mouth, and he lifted an eyebrow. Must I? Won't it be all tea, tiny cakes, and ladies' talk? He teased, his eyes twinkling with the old boyish mischief. Kate touched the cameo at her lace collar, replying nonchalantly, Oh, no, I I don't think so, dear. Fennel is quite charming and clever, and I'm sure they would both be disappointed not to see you while they're here. They've just come back from Richmond, you know, on a visit to Francis, who is in law practice there now. You could just pop in and say hello, couldn't you? Oh, mother, you are transparent. Rod shook his head, chuckling. Perhaps only because I've hit a nerve. She hesitated before adding earnestly, Dearest boy, I'm just thinking of your happiness. You rarely go out socially anymore, turn down more invitations than most people receive. How do you expect to meet anyone, especially any eligible young ladies, if you don't socialize? Rod shrugged, propping his arm against the mantel shelf. He stared down into the fire.
Perhaps I'm not interested in socializing or meeting anyone, especially not any eligible, and by that I take it you mean marriageable, young ladies. There was an edge of sarcasm in his reply. Oh, darling, I don't mean to push. It's only that, well, Rod, isn't it time you thought seriously about marrying? With you, the Camerons come to an end, you know. She made a sweeping gesture. And all this, all that has been built here, has been standing for generations. This beautiful house, the land, the stables, the thoroughbreds. Who will it go to when we're gone? Will it be lost, just as Montclair was lost and the Montrose dynasty ended? The mention of that name brought a stillness into the room.